All right, everybody, we are back for the Wednesday episode of Max Sports. My name is Max, of course, bringing you on a football-filled journey Monday through Friday, five days a week. I want to share with you why I think that Zach Wilson is still the guy moving forward for the New York Jets. I'll share why I think that's the most important thing, and I think that's the best option for New York. That's probably the... uh, um, topic we're going to be going with today for the majority of the episode. Other than that, I'll probably go through and see if there's any other random talking points throughout the league that are happening as of the recording. But part one is definitely going to be talking about the future of this Jets team without Aaron Rodgers. Let's get the episode underway. Well, I've always seen jokes, especially going around last year, that the NFL is just a scripted show. And man, if that is the case, Aaron Rodgers must have been pretty pissed when he got his script from the NFL this season. Um, Going down with a torn Achilles at 39 years old, we'll talk about this season first, but when it comes to him, this might be the end of his career as we know it. Like we may, that might've been the last time we've seen Aaron Rodgers. We will see Aaron Rodgers on a football field. So um, we'll have to talk about that as he, you know, as stories come out, if he's looking towards retirement or not. But we need to talk about today because you know what's happening today? Uh, the world with the New York Jets post Aaron Rodgers. And while they are technically in the division lead after defeating the Buffalo Bills, they now have Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback again. Now, I've been hearing a lot of people saying that there are names that they should go out and get. There's people that they should go out and get. They can't just stick with Zach Wilson. And I want to tell you, like, I understand maybe getting a backup, a guy that can play in case Zach Wilson goes down because now you're missing depth at the position. But I think Zach Wilson is the guy they need to stick with for the rest of the year. Call me crazy. Call me stupid. I know he didn't play amazing, but I will share why. To start things off, who is necessarily available that we can guarantee? And I'm not saying could be. I'm saying could guarantee be an upgrade. Who could be an upgrade to Zach Wilson? And we absolutely know it. Because right now, the Jets are strapped for cash with all of their uh, signings and extensions that they did in the offseason. They don't just have the money to just drop a bag on someone and get a good player. I saw someone on Twitter that apparently does not know sports at all saying they should just trade two first rounders and get Jared Goff right now. Not like the Lions aren't trying to do their own playoff push. Why would they just sell their quarterback on week two? Some people were talking about Kirk Cousins getting traded. Again, he's a one-year rental player, but he's still a max contract player. They, I don't know if they'd even have the funds to be able to take his contract, nor why would they give it up, uh, give up money. So trades are off the table. We cannot talk about trades. I don't think they have the assets, nor do they really want to give them up that early because they're going to be overpaying. So that leaves free agents, and here are some of the names that I've been hearing. Colt McCoy, Nick Foles, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, Ryan or Matt Ryan. Um, these are some of the big names. I'll cut some off immediately. Absolutely not with Colin Kaepernick. His chance to come back into the league was years ago. Unfortunately, with his age and the fact that he has not played NFL football in what what are we going on six years? I think we're going on six years without Colin Kaepernick in the league now. It, it something ridiculous like that. I, five six years. Bottom line is. 
you need to be at this level and you need to be practicing daily. You need to be getting in shape daily. You need to be around the culture of a team and Kaepernick's been out for too long. Whether you love him or hate him for the social justice stuff, I'm not here to discuss that. I'm saying as a player, he's not he's not going to be an NFL player anymore. Cam Newton, I don't think he fits the style of offense that the Jets are trying to run. He's a dual threat quarterback and you could argue that his arm is not any better than what Zach Wilson can do on the field. You saw him in, in New England his last, in a little bit in Carolina in his last season that he's been in the league, and his arm is not the same anymore. The shoulder issues that he had are really catching up with him. He never was a very polished passer, but the threat of his legs also could help him you know, hit open receivers. With, with his injuries and his athleticism slowing down, I don't honestly see him as a starting level quarterback either. A, a, a couple options as well that we could look at, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is another one where, again, could he even be an upgrade over Zach Wilson? At the end of the day, this team, whether they want to admit it or not, this is the same GM, the one that got Aaron Rodgers, is the same one that also got Zach Wilson second overall a couple seasons ago. And yes, he's shown struggles. Yes, he's shown uh, bad performances here and there. But is he going to be any better than what Nick Foles could bring? I think it shows more giving faith in your young guy showing, hey, you know what? We did try and move on from you, but things aren't going our way right now. We need you and we believe in you and we think maybe the veteran experience that you can get will maybe be able to push us into a wild card spot now. Their expectations should not be Super Bowl anymore by any means, no matter who they go out and get. Uh, another one is Matt Ryan. We could talk about Matt Ryan. He hasn't officially said he's retired, but after that dreadful season with the Colts that went nowhere, um, he's spending some time in the CBS broadcast booth. And I, again, I think that this is a much, much needed thing for Matt Ryan, whether people want to admit it or not. I think he is a player that has not been the same for about three years. And it really showed last season. He's 38 years old. Again, I don't think going for the old quarterback route is going to be a smart idea. I will say Zach Wilson is the number one option. And it's, again, because they know him better than any other quarterback. He knows the system. He's been there for a while. He was there all training camp. He's been there for now going on his third year. No, he's not perfect. Yes, he will make mistakes. Yes, he's a huge downgrade from Aaron Rodgers. Here are two quarterbacks that I think you could potentially look at. One. Joe Flacco. Why? Well, Flacco actually was on the Jets in recent years. He played uh, several games throughout his time in New York, and he was on the same team while um, Zach Wilson was there. Is Flacco a good quarterback by any means? No. He is a solid vet that, that can not embarrass you, at least. I mean, he's older, yes. He, he's on... <sighs> I'm sorry. That size, literally. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to help Jets fans here. This is not a good game. This is not a good fun game for Jets fans. But you got to find an answer to it somehow. The only other guy I would consider is maybe Carson Wentz, only because his upside is more than what you can maybe get with Zach Wilson this season. I think for the price, for the age, I think Carson Wentz would be the best rental player for one single season. Now again, that is the best free agent guy I think you can find. When it comes to, again, Zach Wilson, though, I think he's got to be the guy. You've drafted him. You thought he had all this potential. I still think he has a very good, talented arm. I think it comes down to decisions. I put out on my Facebook page, I said, Zach Wilson is my MVP for this week. Did he do good? No. 
He struggled a lot. You know what he also did? Helped the Jets win. When opportunities came up in that game, you could say that the Bills self-destructed. Yes, they had four turnovers. That's still an opportunity. And you know what? Zach Wilson did the most with the opportunities he had. He led a drive to take a touchdown in the second half, something that the Bills with Josh Allen could not do. How about getting the game uh, to take the lead late and get a field goal? That field goal eventually helped them go to overtime where they had a a game-winning kick or punt return. So no, was he the determining factor? No. But he also played well enough to defeat arguably the division favorite. He doesn't need to be a superstar. The whole reason why the Jets got Aaron Rodgers isn't because they needed MVP Aaron Rodgers from two to five seasons ago. They just needed a very elite game manager, and that's all they really needed Aaron Rodgers to do in New York. And if Zach Wilson could even be a top 20 quarterback in this league, I think that the Jets probably get a wild card spot easily. It's it's really there. Garrett Wilson is that good. Their run game could be that good. Their defense might be the best in the entire league. So again, if he could just be a top 20 quarterback, the only thing I worry about with this team, and it's why I was worried with Aaron Rodgers with his age, is this offensive line. I mean, Aaron Rodgers dropped back three times. Sorry, I had to correct it. I said he dropped back only one time and got hurt uh, in my episode yesterday. I was bowling, uh, bowling league, and so I didn't get to see every play, but the only drop back I saw was the one he got hurt in. And uh, bottom line is this line is going to struggle. This offensive line is not going to be great. And they'll have to use the run game, hope the run game picks up. Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook are a great duo. And and you'd hope that that would force the the defense to back off. They won't be able to bring pressure. And then Zach Wilson can pick them apart, hopefully. But again, he is the best choice, whether people want to admit it or not. I know Jet fans are screaming thinking that, but you can't make trades now. The season has started, and no matter what, even though there are teams that got blown out 40 to nothing, I'm sorry, no team is going to give you their quarterback. No team is going to give you their backup. I saw people talking about not only getting Jared Goff from the Lions, but people also wanting to take Teddy Bridgewater as well, like the Jets could trade for him. No, Teddy Bridgewater is our backup plan if something happens to Goff. You don't have one. You had Mike White, and you let him walk. You let Joe Flacco leave. You, you got to find something, though. I do think they'll probably sign someone off of the free agent scrap pile, but I, I think it's Zach Wilson's job. And I know some people are saying it's a big mistake. What other choice do you have? Because it's that the, the miracle of bringing Tom Brady in, I don't think is likely at all. If I really believe that, obviously it would be the number one option. But Brady, I think, is for sure gone. If he somehow came in, then we could talk about this team being a playoff contender once again. At best, I'm seeing this Jets team as maybe a nine-win team, thankfully, to their defense and run game. It, it all comes down to Zach Wilson, though, now. Um, it breaks my heart because I look at this Jets team and I think a lot about my own uh, Lions team. You could argue that both of these were probably the most hyped teams coming into this season. The Lions were the hottest team last year. The Jets get the sexy trade in Aaron Rodgers. They were a team that had all the potential except on offense. And what do you know? You get a guy that's won four MVPs. Yeah, that could turn it around real quick. Two franchises that have always been terrible almost my entire life finally getting a chance to change that. And uh, yeah, that doesn't look like it was going to be the case at all. 
for for the Jets. The, this is over. I couldn't imagine that being the Lions. Uh, if that I was a Lions fan, like having like Jared Goff just go down the first game uh, of the season at Kansas City, I, I would be heartbroken. So I know where Jet fans are going with this, um, but again. You got to stick to what you got because there's nobody there. You could make a desperate signing, but there's going to be nobody that can be better than Zach Wilson. And you got to give him a chance. That's all I'm saying. So that is where I'm at with the Jets, Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers saga. Again, a very sad situation. Like I, I wasn't the biggest fan. I've never been an Aaron Rodgers fan. He's a Packer the, my entire life. Almost when I watched football, he always beat my lions. So I don't, I don't love Aaron Rodgers. Um, but you know what? It is sad to see a legend of the game potentially play his final game and have it be that because I, I, if he just sucked or if the team just underperformed, I could have been like, you know what? Maybe it's time for him to hang it up. But I mean, just seeing that happen, I hope that's not the way he ends his career, uh, especially for the Jets, but especially just for his NFL career. So that's where I'm at with the Jets. I would love to know if you think it's right to keep Zach Wilson or not. Again, I, I don't think that there's really an upgrade that they could have. So if there's a name, if there's a player, again, I already broke it down with you guys. If you talk anything about a trade in the comment section, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do with you because who is going to trade their quarterback two weeks into the season. That's not how it works. This isn't Madden football. If they really want to get another quarterback, they're going to have to take what everybody else passed over. So again, I'm talking about Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles. These are your options. Is there really someone that you want there? I don't really know, but that is where we're at right now. I'd love to know, especially if I have a Jets fan listening to the show, I'd love to know what you're thinking. So Aaron Rodgers wasn't the only guy that went down week one. While it does seem like that, that is not the only case. There were a lot of players that got hurt week one. Uh, it just breaks my heart hearing about this kind of stuff, but it's something that happens in the game of football, and we always need to talk about it, see what happens. How does this change the aspect of these teams? What are their expectations now without these players? The big one for me that really hurt is seeing J.K. Dobbins with the torn Achilles for the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens already have had three players injured uh, to start the year. I, did someone curse this team with voodoo magic or something? It, it really makes me sad to see uh, just teams crucially just crippled by injuries. But this happens again to J.K. Dobbins, a guy who's already torn his Achilles, has now torn it again. And breaks my heart because this guy was an absolute beast at Ohio State. I, I was terrified every time my Michigan State Spartans had to play him. It felt like any time he touched the ball, he could take it to the house. And I meant every single time. You knew he was an NFL back from the first time he stepped on the field at Ohio State as a true freshman. And uh, I thought he was going to be an absolute stud for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm like, man, you get this guy going up with Lamar. Woo! That's going to be ugly uh, for, for anyone that's going to have to play against it. You got Lamar running the ball. You got Dobbins. That's going to be electric dangerous. And he's battled injury issues his entire time with the Ravens, which is unfortunate because he almost never had that when he was at Ohio State. And so all of a sudden he comes out week one. He's finally healthy. Boom, pop, Achilles tear. He is done for the season again. It's to the point, honestly, when it comes to J.K. Dobbins, I'm starting to think, this might be the end of it again. And I, I, I don't want to say this on repeat for all of this every time someone gets injured, my goodness, but Achilles injuries, sometimes players come back and they are never the same from it again. 
basketball, Kobe tore his Achilles, never was the same player again. Sometimes these kind of tears, yes, science is a lot better. Medicine is a lot better than it is uh, was even when I talk about that previous injury. But this is the second time now. This is the second season he's going to completely miss because of it. And again, it's a league where the Ravens could go into next draft and go, man, we got this injury-prone running back. He's going to be due for a deal. Why would we want to pay him money when we could just you know, draft him in the first, second, third round next year, and he could immediately fill that role? There's always going to be decent running backs coming out of the draft every single year. There's guys you can find on the street that if you give them good blocking could look like really good running backs in this league. So it breaks my heart to see that happen for J.K. Dobbins. I hope there's a chance he can recover very well. Come back to a game that he's so good at and so dominant at. Um, I, but I do worry about his future career uh, potentially being in jeopardy. Another interesting one, talking about something that we're going to make a decision on. I think this could be a big uh, factor, especially for a lot of people that are doing my co- or not my college pickums, my NFL pickums. Um, the Seahawks might be without their starting tackles for this game against the Detroit Lions next week on the road. I don't know what to think about the the Seahawks here. The, them versus the Lions could be a really good game coming up in a couple uh, days now. Uh, they're obviously playing on Sunday. They're going to get the primetime Fox broadcast, which is pretty cool. Um, we're going to get the, the A-team on it. Uh, usually the Lions don't get that in my lifetime, but that's kind of cool. The thing that's weird about it is that the Seahawks kicked the Lions' teeth in last year. The Seahawks were the team that also ended the Lions' season last year. And uh, that really hurt me watching that game, knowing that the Seahawks made it to the playoffs. I really wanted to see my team make it. And I think that this is going to be one of the games that the Lions have marked on their calendar to just be absolutely pissed off for. They are going to want to fry those sea chickens up. They are going to want to mess with the Seahawks, okay? And the main thing with this team that I'm seeing is I'm, I'm seeing problems with the offensive line for, for Seattle. And Mahomes was running for his life uh, against Aiden Hutchinson in the pass rush in the first game of the season. He was pressured on a lot of the throws he was taking. What is Geno Smith going to do without his starting tackles? That is a huge loss. I know offensive linemen aren't sexy by any means, but I promise you, Outside of quarterback, wide receiver on offense, I think the next big one is probably blindside blocker. You need to have a good offensive line uh, to protect your quarterback, help with your run game. If the Lions start uh, stopping Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, uh, stop the run game, put it on pause, that is going to be a big problem for Geno Smith, who still looks a little rusty. He was one of the best quarterbacks in all of football last season. He got off to an amazing hot streak for the while for the first, like, two-thirds of the season, but that last third, he was starting to cool off. The Seahawks were starting to lose games to teams that they really shouldn't have, and I think you could say that Geno Smith struggling a bit was one of those reasons. He did not look very good in that first game against the Rams, and again, 13 measly points at home. It has been, uh, I was talking to my dad, it's been probably about 15 years since I've seen the Seahawks get dominated that bad in, in a football game, especially at home. I mean, that bad, the whole Russell Wilson era, that that's not a loss that took place a lot for Seattle in my lifetime. So, the, you know, they've been a very stoic team, and that was not a game they're used to. Now they're going to a team that they ended their season last year, and they have – I wouldn't be shocked if this is the biggest game for Detroit on the season, to be honest. They had an emotional win against Kansas City on the road. Now it's for time for them to come home with all that hype. I promise you, I think Ford Field is going to be 
one of the loudest places on the planet this upcoming Sunday. It is going to be so damn loud. So, yes, the Seahawks might want to try and bounce back from their last game. They looked abysmal, to be honest, at home. The Lions are coming out here, especially if those tackles are gone. When it comes to the pickums, I'm looking at this as kind of a lock for my Detroit Lions right now. I want to know what you guys think about it as well, but I'm looking at this as a, as a very likely win for my Lions. Um, another thing that is very interesting for me when it comes to injuries is J.C. Horn is going to be out for multiple weeks for the Carolina Panthers. He's easily their best uh, uh, corner by by far. He's a very good young player, but he's missed several games his first two seasons. Now he's missing his first game of his third season. Uh, it breaks my heart because I think this Panthers team has a really fun young core, and they need every player that can play. They, they are missing a receiver, um, a real number one receiver for Bryce Young, and now losing your number one corner. That's going to be tough when uh, they go out and play the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football prime time for a rookie quarterback you need every player you can and losing their lockdown number one corner it's going to be hard to guard chris Olave and michael thomas i'm thinking again this is going to be a runaway for the saints sometimes these injuries while it's never fair i don't want to ever put an asterisk on something because you know what several times in this league it's never the best team it's usually the healthiest team that's also playing the best at the right time so again the jets there shouldn't be asterisks for beating the jets anymore it's a new team, the expectations are changed, but you know what? You still got to win. Same thing what happened with Kelsey being out. And I don't hear excuses that, you know, for the Jets playing Zach Wilson. You know what they did? They still won the game without their quarterback. So excuses don't happen. Injuries, that can be a big thing. But at the end of the day, they're still need to be go- needing to be going out there and proving their best. So um, that's my real take on uh, injuries right there. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous how some people decide to draw asterisks or what ifs. At the end of the day, the whole what if is playing the game, figuring out who was the best that day. And so, you know, while we look at these, it, it can help you make picks. I don't necessarily believe that it, it means it's not fair when someone's out or someone's in. Uh, again, it's it's not fair to the Jets that, that Aaron Rodgers is out, but I don't think that the other team that could beat them should be scrutinized for it. So um, the final thing I really wanted to talk about today would be the Denver Broncos. They repeated their exact defeat last season to open up the year. I thought it was very ironic that someone like Sean Payton, who I'm becoming less of a fan of by the second, the guy that criticized the old regime in Denver, despite him being the guy that got suspended and certain players fined and suspended as well for running Bounty Gate when he was at New Orleans paying players to purposely injure quarterbacks and other players as well criticizing someone for how they they handled games. Well, you know what, Sean Payton? Again, you managed to go out there and lose the exact same way Nathaniel Hackett did, underperforming with too much talent. Russell Wilson looks the same. The, this offense doesn't exist. The defense got enough stops. But again, you wouldn't have known that because the offense didn't do anything. The offensive mastermind, Sean Payton, put up a measly 16 points, and the Broncos lost to the exact same score they did last year. You can honestly flip a coin if this one's more disappointing or not. I didn't realize that the Raiders have like beaten the Broncos five times in a row or something like that. The Raiders. Ugh, the Raiders. 
Uh, like it feels like that's the case with every Broncos opponent or division rival. I it's been like a decade since they beaten the Chiefs. It feels like it, it's been since Peyton Manning, I believe, honestly. And you can't tell me that this team it looks like a legit Super Bowl contender. I'm really getting tired of hearing this talk. The arrogance uh, of Sean Payton to go out there and put such a bad performance out there. Honestly, it kind of grinds my gears a bit. I'm tired of hearing about this team being so good when. They're just as disappointing as I remember last I checked. So I want to know what you think about the Broncos as well. I love hearing stuff from the listeners. Overall, I like dabbling into little topics, talking about injuries, talking about standings. I I want to do the thought. I think I'm doing a power ranking episode. I'm probably going to do it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, we'll say tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Don't know why I did that, but we're going to do that Thursday along with our NFL picks for the week. Um, I will also let you know if there is a crazy injury, like something like this happens with Aaron Rodgers, and I do my picks on Thursday and I update them because, you know, starting quarter like Mahomes is out against a team. It's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll update you on social media for that if I ever change the picks. But for, a mo- for the most part, I want to have them just locked in and stay normal when I uh, – I'm doing these for you guys, but tomorrow will be the picks. I'm going to do power rankings, and I want to explain how I'm doing these power rankings. Um, I don't want to rank all 32 teams. That would take way too long. It'd be droning, and you wouldn't have fun. So I think of it this way. 14 teams make the playoffs, so I'll just do a top 14 power ranking. I can maybe do some that just missed the spot, and then I'm going to do reasons why. I'll give you the reasons why people make the power rankings. And again, this will be for every week, so you'll get to see who are the hottest teams every week. It's not necessarily who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. It's who would I take today. You know, it's it's fun to see how that changes as it goes. So don't look at my week one power rankings and just say, "Well, it's pretty stupid." You thought you thought that the Jets are gonna win it all? Well, you know what? That's why week two they're probably not gonna be up as high. So why don't you check that when it's updated instead of criticize me for something? Um, <laughs> I'm arguing with myself here. Hey. This was a great episode. I love talking sports with you guys. Again, tell me what you think about Zach Wilson. Do you think he should be the starting quarterback? I want to know what your thoughts are on it. After that, tell me what you think about some of the injury news out there. Dobbins, do you think his career is done? How about those tackles? Do you think it's going to be a problem for Seattle? Overall, I think as injuries happen, as the season gets underway, a lot of things still have yet to develop and change in this season. It's going to be a long season. I can't wait to enjoy it all with you guys. It's fun to have football back and to have real things to talk about. It's no more hype. It's no more speculation. This is good. This is what I've been missing for so long, and I'm so glad that my channel's back up to talking about live sports, not just speculating on what might happen. So can't wait to see. Hope you guys enjoy. Remember, the picks and power rankings come out tomorrow. My name's Max. This has been your Max Sports Football Adventure. Adios.